You're watching episode 81 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast, where we ask the question, will this ever be an audio podcast again? Answer, we don't know. Other questions, we have them. Do we have answers? Maybe. On that definitive stance, I'm Carlos, and that's Dave. Why are you hating on audio podcasts all of a sudden, bud? It's more like laziness. I'm loving laziness is what I am. Uh, it's like everything else sounds like effort dave sounds like the effort. covid lockdown has finally got to carlos oh yes yes it was the covid lockdown that led to my laziness it just started out you know it took a while <laughs> yeah it kicked in late hey, very very nice hey, apparently they say that your your body can actually start re reacting to stress in your life like up to six months down the road i i've heard this I've so heard this. you know it could be it could be just an extremely delayed reaction to something you know it could be it could be but also it could be that um, I've got hours of live stream that I do on my main channel and videos that uh, that have done very well. And I'm following the social media and keeping an eye on different things and all that. And I'm sitting there like, I only got so many hours in the day. I got to get my people on it is what I need to do. You do. Too bad you don't have people. The first step one, Dave, find people. I feel like that, Roberto could be a, per a person. I mean, he's sort know. of a person. What's he he's, doing, right? He's person-ish. Other than like buying gift cards to deliver to people only to take them back and then buy a booze with said gift card. Well, this is the problem though. Like I, that was a Christmas. We're in January 23rd. I have yet to see any, like, I no, but I haven't had the chance to go yell at him for it. I'm like, okay, look, number one branding. You're, you've been, you've been like three months on that. Number two, get, at least give me my friggin' booze. Like, can, can you do that? Can you do anything? Just one thing. Forget about one job. You have half a job. Half the job's already been done. Your job is to finish the job. Yeah, come on. Th these Roberto. are the conditions I'm working with, Dave. These are the conditions that I'm dealing the people with. People right need now. their booze, man. The people need their booze. I, I told him, it's like, you don't have to worry about COVID. You don't have to worry about those things. Your life expectancy will drop to zero if Carlos does not get his booze. You should know better than this. You are courting danger, sir. You're like that Simpsons episode with the uh, Wiggum's kit, where he giggles awkwardly and goes, ha ha, I'm in danger. That's you. You're about to be in danger. You are dangerously close to being in danger. Nice Simpsons quote, man. Nice, nice reference. That that's I got my moments. I got my moments. So anyway, what's up? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. I, I think that the highlight of this week really was I I finished painting another room in our house. Uh, so it it uh, it was Chicago Blackhawks colors. So it was like basically like red for like half the wall, and then yeah. striped white and black for the rest of it. Was it Chicago Blackhawks colors for a reason? Uh, because the previous uh, owner, their son, that was a huge, that lived in that, that was his room. Uh, oh, so you painted it from being Chicago Blackhawks colors correct. to something else. Correct. Got it. Uh, so it took an entire can of primer. Uh, sorry, entire can. I don't know why I said can. I think I was trying to say paint and can at the same time. Uh, entire can of primer mm. to of white, you know, over it. Uh, and then it's now yellow. Like a, the, the actual color is called butter tart. Uh, but it's it's a nice shade of yellow, so it's it's better than Chicago Blackhawks colors. I mean, let's be real. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to that. I, I kind of feel like Chicago Blackhawks colors is better than butter tart. Well, you know, it's, but but anyway, fine, whatever. It's nice, uh, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's it's just another step of making it your place as opposed to the people who owned it prior, right? I see, I see. So that's it for this week. Pretty much, I got, yeah, it's been, otherwise it's been work and not much else. Indeed. So for me, it's uh, plotting evil. Basically, nice. pl a lot of evil plotting, you know. I feel this is solid, man. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got myself a desk calendar. So now I can start, like, putting dates on when evil gets plotted. So I, like I think it. that's, I I think like that's critical. That's good. Uh, so that's the thing. Second thing is I got my little tape measure. So I wanted, I think I mentioned this already a couple of weeks ago, but now I've got the tape measure. So I'm kind of uh, doing some measurements of the desk because I kind of want to shift this desk over. Yeah. Uh, move a couple of things. So uh, hopefully that's. I'm looking uh, forward to like the grand debut of the desk movement on this uh, podcast, you know? Well, I think, I think more or less I, from what I did from the initial in initial measurements, very rough. It looks like I'm good. It looks like the numbers, the numbers seem to be adding up. So now I got to make sure that's true. Do do a second set of measure, you know, measure twice, you know, move shit once. <laughs> Let's make sure that it is true. In fact, it's true. But uh, as long as as long as everything else seems right, I think I think I can pull this thing off. I think we're we're on our way. We're on our I way. I like it. I like yes. it. Yes. So anyway, uh, so for this episode, we're gonna be chatting a little bit about uh, a little bit about the hockey's. There's a little bit of that now that they've started playing. My team finally did start playing yesterday. 
seven uh, nothing victory. We we scored the converted touchdown. Just That's end it. it now. End it now. Yep. It's like we got this. Let's go to the playoffs. To the playoffs, everybody. Jamora's like playoffs. Yes, Jamora playoffs. That's exactly what I'm talking about. God damn it. But um, yeah. No, we'll see. Um, and right now it's interesting because um, I'm trying to get into hockey a little bit. I'm trying. But it's one of those things, like, it's been difficult. The last couple of seasons, I just haven't been into regular season. I haven't watched a lot of it. So uh, I'm trying to get into it. And I think someone's trying to rope me into a pool. And I said, look, if uh, if you set it up, uh, I'll consider it. But you got to figure it out. Because it's a bunch of uh, sports card YouTubers. He goes, hey, I'd like to put together, like, a little hockey pool for a bunch of us that are doing it. I'm like, yeah, I'm open to it. So like I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a fixture of the community, Dave. I am, a, I am a community hub for the sports card YouTubing world. This is true. You are. It's no, it's a fact. No, we're we're at the point where uh, Dave has seen my my lo- you've seen my because I'm Carlos logo for that one. I have. Uh, I've I've gotten requests to turn it into merch. I have received requests to turn it into merch. I, you know, well, I mean, we did talk last time about you possibly doing it, turning it into pine glasses. So and uh, that that is coming ever closer. Nice. So you just can... let you just let me know if you want to live the dream and have a because I'm Carlos Pine Oh, dude, I already told you last time. Yeah. I would like to live the dream. Yes, it's a it's it's a dream that people seem to be having, and I've been getting more of those requests. The requests are getting louder, Dave. I'm hearing request. I'm hearing the requests getting louder. The people are clamoring. They're clamoring for a pint glass that has a picture of me pointing at a sign. Except they don't know it's a sign. They just see me pointing. I like it. It's a fact. It is what it is. So you see, that is why I've been too busy to upload the audio. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying, I'm, I'm um, building a burgeoning here's, empire over here. Here's a question, Carlos. I, I, because I, I think this is this is important to to note here about the burgeoning right. empire. I, well, I may, possibly yes, yeah. actually. Go on. Um, did I not take that photo? Yeah. So you know, I feel there's some credit that should be pet bestowed upon me. Bro. Fine. In, in in your lifetime that is now that has now spanned 37 years, you have successfully done a thing. See, thank you. I feel there like there should be like I don't know some. Make it off at the distance, like, are you sure? Yes, one thing I said. What residuals kicked my way? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You will get a fraction of a fraction of a percent as a contract stipulated. There you go. Thank you. Even though you know zero is still technically a fraction of a fraction of percent, but well, let's just uh, pretend that it's actually something for the. Well, time the good news is if it ever turns out to be any actual money, Roberto is who you have to collect it from. All Roberto will personally mail you the check. <laughs> good luck getting it ever. <laughs> Well, you know what? I mean, there may actually be a check, too. That, that's what I mean. No, I, if that's the situation, I will make sure he has a check. And it would clear if you ever receive it. That will be the challenge. I'm not holding my breath now. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not at all. No. But anyway, yep, Burgeoning Empire, working on it. Um, so that'll be a thing. But, uh, yeah, no, as far as the hockey season is concerned, I'm just trying to warm my way up into it. It's uh, it's taking some work, um, you know. Because Hockey Night in Canada isn't what it once was anyway. So it's like, it's like you watch it, it's like, yeah, but it's not the same. It's not, it's not what it, it was. It's very it. true. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it. It's just, it's the Rogers version of it. It's like, eh, it's something. And I'm still yeah, looking it, It's not the nostalgia that we, you know, grew up with by any stretch of the imagination. Well, that's the thing. It always used to be the doubleheader, right? It was always, you dealt with the Leafs game early, usually. 99% of the time it was the Leafs game. It was yeah, every game. once in a while it would be a Habs game. Or if you got to, obviously, if you got to get the feed from Quebec, it was Habs all the time. Yeah. And then uh, usually you get the evening game. So you see a Vancouver Canucks yeah. game, a Calgary or Edmonton game, and that's usually what you got. Yep. And that's how it would play out. But, um, yeah. Now you have more, ironically, now you have more games. You technically have more options, even on like a basic regular channels package. But um, yeah, it's lost a lot of the luster for it because it was like one or two national games and maybe one or two regional games. And now you've got like six or seven games, something like that. And it still feels like, yeah, it's there. It's kind of there. Exactly, right? But anyway, that's fine. We'll figure it out and we'll get into it. And I'll try to kind of, um, I'm still trying to decide if I want to do the streaming package for the hockey. Uh, because I kind of watch my team. I want to watch my team play a little bit more just to get more comfortable with them. Uh, because they've got some good young defensemen. They Like, they really do. They have some good young defensemen, some players. Um, like, Joe Pavelski was uh, the offensive dynamo in the in the first game. And uh, good old Radulov, my random Russian. He's not quite Sergei Zuboff, but I'm trying to warm up to Radulov. He's, he's, not, he's not Zuboff for me. Yeah, but, you know, like, having having a random Russian is important. We all well, – we, every team, you know – Deserves one. Did the Habs have a random Russian? Of course they do. Just, just uh, give me, give me uh, two seconds here. He's like, is Sergey Samsonov still in the league? Anna Kornikova? Anything? Give me something. Uh, is it Romanov? Yeah, the defenseman. <laughs> okay, there you go. So you do have, so you have a Romanov. Make sure. Here. Yep, yep. We have a Romanov. 
Look at you. Like, who, yeah, they okay. Never mind. He's older. He's he's about the age that I thought, but he was drafted uh, earlier than I thought. But uh, yes, he was he, 2018 uh, entry draft, 38th overall, 21 years old. Look at you. Look at you. Exciting times. And to add to his credentials, his mom's name is Natalia. So, you know, Natalia Romanoff. Romanova. Well, we, Rom- Romanova. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like the old Russian thing. It's like you got to add the A, the A for yep. the ladies. That's right. Yes, that is a fact. So, come on. Fact. I mean, when your name is Alexander Stanislavich Romanov. You know, that that's that's random Russian. Why is this not your favorite player? Maybe it is. How now do you, you, know per- now you permanently abandoned? Now you permanently abandoned PK Subban. You ditched him. Carlos. Lindsay Vaughn ditched him. Like this was, when? This was, this was not planned whatsoever. Okay, but uh, I will never ditch PK Subban. Totally. Well, I was gonna say he needs your support, Lindsay. He, he and Lindsay Vaughn are no longer a thing. You remember? Remember the days when when he wore this? I familiar. I've heard of it. The A for assistant captain was a bunch of man. They should never got rid of him. Everything just got gone down. I mean, he had a great season in Nashville where they went to the Stanley Cup and almost won at stupid Pittsburgh. <sighs> but uh, wasn't know. that wasn't that the year that Ogilvy failed us? It might have been. Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm bringing this back. I'm bringing this back. It makes it even worse. It's like you both you both successfully compounded failure with more failure. Hey, I feel I feel uh, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> let's just let's just move on. Montreal's in first in the division right now. They have a random Russian. Life is good as a Habs fan. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Dallas is undefeated through one game. Hey, take it where you can well, get well, it. Well, and you know what? They haven't given up a single goal against their opposition. Not one. Who else is – I'm going to look it up as I talk because why not mm-hmm. um, about who else, like, is in their division. So the Red Wings, eh, not so great. Hurricanes, who are half decent. Um, Blue Jackets, Blackhawks, Lightning, uh, Predators, Panthers. I see. I don't know. They definitely could easily be a playoff team out of that division. In the division, yes. I think that division is uh, that division is not unfair. I think it's not unfair. I th- but I think they're going to, like, I think I don't remember what the timeline is on Tyler Sagan. I think right now it's indefinite. So that's problematic because he is kind of a good chunk of their offense. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would say the one thing though overall that I that I like about this. Um, and, and the division alignment that they've had, they've done this year, obviously because of COVID and travel restrictions and whatnot. It's an endless it's, excuse for it being like the battle of Canada, the battle of Alberta, the rather Southern Alberta, the battle of Northern Alberta, the battle of, of East Western Saskatchewan, Alberta, <laughs> or quite, Manitoba. But, but it's, it's, it's almost got like this baseball feel to it where, because you're playing series now. You basically right? are. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, like Montreal travels or, or Vancouver, like you travel to one place and you stay there for a while, play a few games. Obviously, it's it's better for the, the schedule, but it's also good in case like there is a COVID outbreak. You're not screwing over, you know, multiple teams. It's really only two potentially, yeah. uh, which is I think a solid move on the NHL's part. But it, but I like it. Like I like the fact that you get to see, you know, the team play, and the NBA is doing a little bit of it as well. Uh, but to get to see the the same team like multiple times in a row, I actually I actually quite like that. And, I think and, the uh, other reason I think up. the other reason it also kind of works actually, jokes aside, is that um, it means that you can develop a certain familiarity with some of these teams to the point that as you're watching the games, you can see the uh, the game plans develop. Like what's going to work in one game may not work, and because sometimes you'll have during the during the regular you know any regular hockey season with normal games and everything. The schedule is designed so that you're playing teams in your division pretty regularly. That's normal. But then outside of that, you're playing you'll play certain teams at it at irregular schedules. So you have yeah. this thing where you'll play it you'll play so it, it basically is the old way that like the, so the Dallas Stars would play Toronto, but it would be like every couple of years. It would be like it would have depend on how the cycle is going. And then okay, so this year are they playing in Toronto or are they play or is Toronto going to Dallas? Because then maybe there's a game down the road. Yeah, I was never able to get to a Leafs game, but if I ever went to a Leafs game, it would be if they were playing Dallas. But also, those tickets are expensive. So yeah, it's one well, of those things, thing, right? Like I've been to a few Leaf games, but it's always because you know somebody had a ticket. You know, like when I was in high school, like their dad worked corporate, so they had a ticket, or I won it in a raffle one time. I've never actually paid to go to a Leafs game. 
That, that's the thing, though. That would be the big struggle. And the thing is, I've watched hockey games in there. I went to the world. I went to the um, what was it called? The um, you know, I want to say World Hockey Classic, world, but it's not Cla- true. Yeah, yeah, the World Cup. Yeah, well, it wasn't World Cup. World Cup of Hockey. Maybe I know what you mean. I, I it's I the know one where you mean. had a Team North America. It was that thing. Yeah, whatever, whatever that thing was, because uh, because I was able to get because I picked some of the more obscure teams. I stayed away from Canada and U.S. And because of that, I got to watch like Hosa play. World Cup and I got of to hockey. watch 2016 World Cup of Hockey, Carlos. Okay, World Cup of Hockey, fair enough. So yeah, so I got to watch Hosa play. I got to watch a couple of um, the North America team had some good players on it that time around, and like, so I picked some obscure teams just to, for fun, and uh, it turned out to be some fun games to watch. Got to watch live hockey with professionals in it and everything in the hockey arena, and was able to get tremendous seats for a relative bargain, like really a relative bargain. And that's what you're looking for. You want to get bang for your buck. Like, okay, I can pay $500 for this as a Leafs ticket, or I can pay like 60 bucks and get to sit in the lower bowl near the glass and watch professionals play. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Sure. Why not? So that's cool. Sounds good. Okay. So we'll get to some more, I think, NHL thoughts as we go along. I have to get, I have to kind of warm my, like I mentioned, I have to warm myself up into this. We'll get into it. We'll get it. We'll find a way. But in the meantime, any other initial thoughts on the uh, on the NHL so far? In the early going? Not really. I, I other than like it's been entertaining, and I I, I hey, I will give for once. Uh, I will give Gary Bettman credit for this. But so far, it's working, and and it seems to be entertaining. I mean, I have not heard. Uh, maybe you have, and you can tell me otherwise. I have not heard any stories of like major outbreaks on teams. Have you? Not major, but uh, Ovechkin right now is out because of the COVID protocol because this, because the Capitals were a little bit sloppy. Um, so that's kind of a big deal given that he is a high-profile player. But on the whole, uh, on the whole, it's been pretty clean. Obviously, Dallas was delayed a week because uh, they had their own issues early on. But I think now that some teams are losing some games or losing some key players for these some key stretches of times, it's like the message is being delivered. It's like, hey, guys, you're going to have to be real careful. We don't have a bubble. So you got to be like extra careful while we're doing it. Otherwise, you're going to be down for some games and the season's short. So at a certain point, we're not going to be able to make up the games. Yeah, so exactly. We've got a very compressed. A lot of these teams are playing almost every other day. So you have to think like this is a compressed timetable and a compressed amount of games. Which so, I also am enjoying, right, too. Yeah. So if you it, so you can develop you know, a rhythm with your team. If you're watching them, you can be like every other night you got a game with your team. And you can be watching. It's a pretty regular schedule. You can sit in front of the TV and be like, okay, so we got a game on Monday. We got a game on Wednesday. And we probably have a game on Friday. You can just kind of keep rolling along schedule-wise. And you kind of get into a rhythm. Yeah, exactly. It's got a little bit of a, not the same amount of games, but it's got a little bit of a closer baseball vibe as far as the scheduling is concerned. You know there's probably a game in the next day or two or tomorrow. Yeah. So. It's, exactly. it's just it'll be it'll make things interesting i think it'll make things interesting so anyway so if we're good then we'll segue over to some football of course all right always First, good to talk some football um so should I, is this where i should apologize to all the listeners slash viewers for the fact that drew Brees decided to have one of the worst games of his career at the worst possible time and thus allowing tom brady to make it to the nfc championship game and and well i i i do think you deserve i think we deserve to hear that apology from you but the correct verbiage should be Drew Brees decided to retire before the game and not tell anyone. Okay. And and continue, therefore ensuring Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl and the never-ending go debate. You know what? You know what? It I is really it hope? is foreseen. I hope not. I really hope Buffalo wins. Like I really I, I, do. I'm telling you between like I'm warning you. I'm warning you all. What's going to happen is that we're going to try to roll into Sunday and Rogers is going to get hit by a bus between now and between now and Sunday. He won't even play. Won't happen. In fact, the entire Packer team will get COVID, and uh, Tom Brady will go to the Super Bowl by default. They won't even play the game. He'll just jump straight to the Super Bowl. Done. Buffalo will get there and find a way to lose their fifth time. Done. It's over. 47-0. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Ever, ever, and ever, and ever, and ever. And whose fault is it? Drew Brees. Nice job, Drew. And, uh, and, uh, And Jared Cook. I feel Jared Cook deserves... A fair amount of this uh the blame too for that when they were right when they were driving down the field to be able to make it you know potentially a two-score game because new orleans was up seven at that point well right definitely a two-score game if they'd scored but potentially a 14-point lead uh early in the third quarter and he fumbled the ball Tampa Bay came down and tied the game and they never looked back 
Correct. So that and Sean Payton not putting in the young go king. Well, he did, but he just didn't put for it for literally in. for one play. And what a play! Like, it was the only thing that looked good on offense that they put together. Also true. <sighs> oh well, I suppose the upside is um, so I win my money there, and then I bet on Tampa in the Super Bowl and win that, and at least I get some cash. I suppose that's the thing. Well, you know, you take what you can get, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so what I want to talk about first. So I wanted to get your apology out of the way first. But it's the second thing I want to talk about here. And I was ready uh, for it, too. Yeah. No, it's and honestly, it's the least you can do. Like, New Orleans has done so little for the world of football. And really, it's been a hindrance. Could we just fold your franchise already? Just get this over with. Let's move on. Or move them to Mexico City or something. Like, do something productive. The wall's going away, so we can move to Mexico City. We're fine. Everything's great. They can be the Aztecs. They can they can actually steal the thing from any given Sunday. That would be amazing. The Mexico that City Aztecs. Robert did it. It's like uh, Al Pacino could be like could be like their uh, honorary GM. <laughs> Go with the any given Sunday thing. You can have G- you can have Jimmy Fox show up and be like and Cameron Diaz and do a little reunion. It'd be amazing. Wasn't and get that, a little Cool it, J. Wasn't Dennis Quaid in that too? Yes, it was yeah. a great movie and a great cast. Underrated. Go watch it. It's awesome. It is. I will. I will second that, Carlos. All right. So here's what I got. So according to AP sources, uh, the Lions are looking into trading QB Matthew Stafford. In accordance with the prophecy. Well, as they should, right? I think. I, I, I think for Matthew Stafford, that's probably a good thing. Well, the thing is, they. Uh, so part of the story here is that Lions and Stafford have mutually agreed to explore possibilities because Stafford knows that it's like, well, it's not going to go anywhere in Detroit, and Detroit is probably like, well, we're not going to get any further with Stafford. We've had him for years and it hasn't really gotten us anywhere and Stafford is like okay look my career continues to go by <laughs> and I like... also I also I, I mean Matthew Stafford has had his moments so let's get that you know don't get me wrong like negatively but I don't blame Detroit's epic failure year after year after year on him mm-hmm. like he continually puts up like 5,000 yards I mean not exactly but right like he he he's putting up numbers can I can I give you the scariest stat here and I've and I've joked Please about do. this with other football people and like they don't seem to like it's going to be sneaky it's going to catch up to everybody eventually okay so this past season, I believe it was this past season, Matthew Stafford surpassed the 45,000-yard mark in the 165th game of his career. The fewest game an NFL player has had to reach that number hmm. ever. That doesn't surprise me, though, considering that, like, right? Like, because he's a, I, – I don't know if he's a great quarterback. Uh, he is certainly a good quarterback. He is, he is definitely above average. He's obviously an NFL starter. Uh, but is he a Mitchell Trubisky is really the question I'm asking. Uh, of that elite, <laughs> you mean? Uh, no, but you, you know what I mean? I mean, he's he's a good quarterback who who deserves, like, right? But his team is also shit. So you, have to, be, so you have to be like, how do we factor this? You want to see him play on a team that's half decent on both sides of the ball. So then you know, you know, is he, how good is he? Correct. Right? This is this and is what makes it if he doesn't get out of Detroit because this is what makes it anything. This is what makes it legitimately interesting. Is that like the numbers are impressive considering? Um, so you end up with that. Now, if I asked you to try to guess, could you tell me what do you think his uh, touchdown total is? Like, like so forty five thousand yard forty five thousand yards passing. I don't know. I'd say he's somewhere he? between like three three fifty. Not quite to that degree. 282 touchdowns. Okay. So next season, he would clear 300 touchdowns most likely with a full healthy season. How old is he? Uh, he is, I can tell you. Let me go here. So I'll pull it up. But anyway, the bottom line is it does make sense for both sides, I think, because right now there is really nothing good coming out of it. And it's not like Matthew Stafford has complained about Detroit, but it's a case where it's like, at this point, we're not getting anywhere. He's 32. He's pretty young still. Yeah, like I mean, I, I would wonder if, like, honestly, this is this is one of my things. I mean, I know. Let's put it this way, okay, Carlos. So, so let's think about this. If you were New Orleans, and you know, you could get all the crazy numbers, the uh, the because uh, they're gonna have a lot of issues with the salary cap next year. They're like mm-hmm. currently right now projected to be a hundred million dollars over the salary cap. Mm-hmm. So they got issues. Um, but the Youngo King is a free agent, so if somehow they don't resign Youngo King. Like, wouldn't don't you think Matthew Stafford could do some damage with that team as it currently stands? Well, there's a lot of teams that, like I said, if you're shopping the services, that's one that you could do. Again, your mistake was not just giving the keys to the young go king. Uh, you'd be on your way to Super Bowl victory right now. 
like in progress. You know uh, what though? It honestly, it is not based on the way things went down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, hindsight is always 2020, as we know. Based on the way things went down, it is not entirely outside their own possibility to think that New Orleans would have won that game with Young King. It is not out of the realm of possibility New Orleans could have won with you, quarterback of that team. Well, I probably should have taken a lot more sacks, let's be real, but uh, you know. True, but at least you don't but at least you didn't retire pregame. And not I've seen that I've seen that done. In that game. So anyway, not actually, but I know you, I know, all jokes aside, didn't somebody actually do that with Buffalo? It was like, a no, they, they retired at halftime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they played the first half and then like, I cannot commit to this game. <laughs> <laughs> Only for Buffalo. Only for Buffalo. One second. One second. One second. One second. Single tier memories. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, only that trash team could pull that one off. It's so good. I really hope Buffalo wins. Well, for their own sake, I, for their own sake, I hope so as well. But Mahomes is going to play, so. Yeah, but I'm dubious that he got over his concussion in a week. I, I, I'll be honest. Uh, again, you don't wish injury upon people, but if I was Buffalo, I'd be like, rattle his cage early, see what happens. I would be like, no, even if you're like, even if it's a little late, make the hit. Make the hit. You could probably get him out. Again, I'm not suggesting intentionally injure the man, but I'm like, I'm no, but you got to test. I mean, that, that that's the thing. If if someone's coming back from an injury, uh, I think it behooves the defense to to test it, right? Yeah. I'm not saying they should like you know ram him, you know, helmet to helmet on the the first chance they get, because uh, I don't I don't want to see that happen. Well, right? I'm, say, I'm not saying but make hit it dirty. the guy. I'm just saying hit, I'm just saying you got to hit him. You got to hit him with some velocity. Try to try to really hit him and see what happens. Well, I mean, I mean, concussions are. A, I mean, I've had three of them, right? Known, and it took me more than a week in all of them. Well, right I'm just, now, Grant, I'm, 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 surprised, not a, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's only three known. Like I feel like I feel like I watched you get four or five of them in squash alone. No. Sometimes in one game. Nope, nope. Never actually hit my head in squash, girls. You didn't dry hard enough. I, I, did, I, did, I did ram numerous parts of my body into the wall, but never my head. So, so you did see so the advantage to tuck and roll a couple of times. It's like, run harder, Dave. Run. I need We'd more like effort. Squash for you. again, though. I'd like to get back into squash someday. There you go. Or you might have to get, we might have to, you know, past COVID, we might have to get it to sooner or later because no spring chickens falling apart over here. It's true. Jesus. It's true. Unless that yoga is really working for you, it's like the, the time might be nigh. <laughs> it might not be that much time anyway so i do think it's interesting uh so that is a possibility again they'd have to work through the cap room the one that i've heard a little bit is indianapolis because uh philip rivers retired so yep that's true it would be I another mean, I think candidate there's, there's a lot of interesting possibilities it's also i'm also curious to see right because obviously it, it would be see what happens with deshaun watson too right that's that that one is interesting but it's also like that's the toughest one because the Texans literally under like secretly the Texans understand that if John Watson leaves, they may as well, they may as well move their franchise to Mexico city. So that way the saints and them could be like dueling teams in Mexico city. It could be like the heyday of 1950s baseball in New York. We've got the Brooklyn Dodgers. We've got the New York giants. We've got the New York Yankees, but now it's a new dynasty of football teams. It's like, isn't that like Los Angeles? Yes, yeah, sort of, but are the chargers really? Never mind. So it's really more like, uh, you know, Mexico city, you know, saints versus the Mexico city, uh, Mexico city, Texans. Why are they mean, the Mexico City be, Texans? That would be a great name. It's like, why are they the Mexico City Texans? Because reasons. Right? But I mean, you know, and to see, like, does Miami actually basically give up on Tua? Uh, you know, well, I mean, there's lots of permutations that potentially could happen. Watch they all just stick with their teams and, like, it actually becomes, like, the most boring offseason ever. Until that occurs, I will hold out hope for entertainment. I'm hoping for some. I'm hoping for some uh, player personnel shuffling entertainment from the NFL. That is well, what I, I mean, the potential is certainly there on yes. a variety of teams. Yeah, I think though the the Matthew Stafford one is probably the most likely because I really do think they 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 kind of do mutually agree that look, it's time to it's, this isn't working one way or the other. It's not working for anybody. So they, I do think the Detroit one is more likely. I think if Detroit can find a deal they like, uh, I think that's a deal they can make. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the Texans one is TBD to be continued. Or to be determined, I should say. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, anywho. So that, that was a story that I thought was interesting from the NFL side of it. Okay, so let's get into the games. We know there's only there's only two games left before the big game at the end of the season. Um, 
We got ourselves our NFC matchup, you know, to uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, on their way to COVID protocol to lose to Tampa Bay. So that's uh, game one of the doubleheader and, uh, you know, in accordance with the prophecy. Yeah. Um, then we've got the AFC championship, which we've got Buffalo taking on the Kansas City concussion protocols. So uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm sure Kansas City is the favorite in this game and they should be the favorite in the game. Yeah. Uh, th- I actually am probably based on you know, my life, I most likely will not, I'll follow the first game, but I'm not, I probably won't watch very much of it. And I'll probably watch like maybe the second half of the Buffalo game. If, if, if I find the score is close enough, um, I really, really, really want Buffalo to win this game. Like I really do, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we shall see. I just wanted to check the most recent lines. So right now the Packers are favored by four in the spread that I have here for the uh conference for the nfc and then uh right now kansas city is only favored by three and a half in the afc very interesting so yeah, you can i mean get the... i mean again they're they're also like like buffalo and baltimore um they're they're very similar teams in terms of their makeup right uh a little bit i mean obviously kansas city has more weapons but you both have a quarterback that's a little bit unconventional and that can run right with with josh allen and patrick mahomes right you've got your basically your biggest weapon in this case i would argue that the biggest weapon in kansas city is travis kelsey Mm -hmm. uh versus you know stefan diggs in in buffalo and then you know obviously you have tyreek hill and you have other people in in kansas city but you know buffalo's got uh like they got people who can do the job like for example cole beasley being one of those people right like there's there's pieces the pieces are there um, I would argue that ma- the running game, like the actual running backs are kind of not that great for either team, but, uh, you know, the potential is certainly there for, for anything. Most likely this is going to be a shootout. I think now that's what makes it interesting because, um, so the over is 54 and a half points, the over under interesting, very interesting. And I can get, and you can get the bills at 2.4 to one. Mm. Things hmm. that make you go. Mm. Mm. It's a tough one. That is a toughie. Yes, it is. All right. Just taking care of my wager here for uh, good old, <laughs> good old Kansas City. I've already done the NFC one. I already took care of that. So now we're doing the AFC here. But what? What you you did bad against Green Bay? Oh, you damn right I did. I told you it's a fade complete. Enjoy Brady's seven Super Bowl. So. I honestly feel that so, I, I honestly feel that they're gonna they'll win. It's over, man. I'm telling you. Saints already failed us. It's done. Enjoy Brady's seventh ring. Enjoy the Ugh. coronation. No, I refuse to. I refuse to. All right. Just saying. I'll count my money. Okay, so we're gonna go with the Chiefs. We'll use the line. Because if the Chiefs are playing on all cylinders, then I think I think they can win by four or more. I don't think that's unreasonable, but I would love to see. I would love to see the Bills pull it off. I'd be completely fine losing this money. I'm okay with it. But let's see what happens. Let of us course. see what occurs. Of course. All righty, cool. So we're done with that. Um, so yeah, so that's the Buffalo game, really. Um, okay, so let's actually talk about the Tampa Bay Green Bay game seriously for a moment, and then I'll actually talk about Buffalo Kansas City in a little bit more depth here. Okay. Uh, so Tampa Bay Green Bay. Really, what it comes down to is this. The game plan is out there to beat Brady. Brady, not that Tampa Bay hasn't been impressive. I, I mentioned it already when we talked about the Saints thing. Like it was not impressive. Again, if uh, the Saints had actually had a quarterback other than Jameis sitting on the bench, um, they would have won that game. If they hadn't turned the ball over four times, they would have won that game. There were a million opportunities. That game was theirs for the taking, quite frankly, and it was embarrassing that a game of football that they put on that pathetic effort. With that said, Green Bay has had now time. They've also had the opportunity to absorb. Uh, watching the tape from last time. So in much the same way, it's like, well, you know what you have to do. And if you studied the tape from last week, you should know what can be done against this team. My question becomes, can you do the things that um, New Orleans didn't do? Can you, A, avoid those turnovers, making it a little more difficult, forcing Tampa Bay to have to beat you offensively? And can you keep the big plays from happening? Yeah. Because, um, you know, we know what's going to happen. There's going to be a healthy dose. If it's if they're allowed to, there will be a healthy dose of those dump-off passes, and, you know, there'll be some movement around. The problem is there are a lot of guys that t- end up open. 
there's a lot of talented receivers on the Tampa Bay team. So it's like, can you slow them down? You don't have to stop them, but can you slow them down enough? And bottom line, really, let's make this to the simplest. You have to hit Brady. Yeah. Repeatedly, early and often. Like, I mean, from the first drive onward, just find a way to, like, make contact with him constantly. And honestly, I, I think from watching the Saints game, based on the way Brady was playing, you don't have to hit him that much. I mean, you know, I, I it might just take a few shots here and there at, you know, convenient moments in the game, and that'll be enough to do it. Yeah, because you just have to disrupt his rhythm a little bit. Like, he relies a lot on rhythm, and he does his reads, but if he has to worry that somebody's breathing down his neck half the snaps, that can disrupt. That can Absolutely. throw him off a little bit, make some of the throws offline, and maybe you can intercept a couple. If, uh, if, if Green Bay can get those turnovers, basically reverse the game plan on Tampa Bay from the Saints game, if they can get those turnovers, get up, get an interception or two, get a pick six, something like that. They can turn, they can absolutely slant the field in their favor. You then you can all of a sudden you get a lead like that. Um, the Packers are decent at front running when they start getting ahead of steam because then you can be like, yeah, Rodgers can do a couple of things here, or you can hand off to Aaron Jones. You can start mixing it up with the running game. You can create the long drives, and if Tampa's behind and you're doing these long drives and score some points to get further ahead. You're making their life harder. You're forcing Tom Brady to have to go with these deeper passes, which he is sort of able to do sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? I don't. I think if if Brady's put in a situation where he has to rely on that for the whole game, I think he's going to be in deep trouble. Correct. Right. And that's, but and that's the bottom line. If you know, but can he make the throw? You know, does he have it to make the throw? You know, when he really needs to? Absolutely. But it's still not guaranteed that it's going to be on. T- I mean, there were a lot of off-target throws in that Saints game. There were. And they just, the Saints never capitalized on it, which made Tampa's life easier. Yep. And really, what it comes down to is this. Um, I don't know, and I think I don't remember if I mentioned this last week or not. Here's the bottom line. In the Aaron Rodgers era, and I'll put it this way. In the Aaron Rodgers era, this is the fifth NFC Championship they've been to. This is the fifth. And he became a full-time starter in 2008, I want to say. He basically lost a season in 2009, something like that. Yeah, okay. Maybe it was 2008, but he was was injured early in his career. Yeah. And he had another season in between where he lost a season, basically. So for the most part, if you think about it, I'm talking about basically a decade. And for a decade, five NFC championships. Five. That's That's real good. That's real good. Excellent. Yeah, there's a lot of franchises that are like you, Cleveland Browns. Over there, wait, well, how do we make this deal with the devil? What do we have to do? In order to, like, it doesn't matter if we don't make it all the time. It's like, but just to have the opportunity repeatedly. Yeah, for sure. Multiple opportunities. The one year they won the Super Bowl, another year, but they were in position A against Seattle to go there. They had a couple ones where they struggled, but they've had opportunities in in a world where the uh where variance works in their favor they could have been to two or three more super bowls this is an opportunity at this stage to get to the super bowl against a team against a big name and a, and a big name offense that has a lot of players with big names it could be a signature win for uh for an aaron Rodgers that would add to his legacy he's most likely the mvp this year yeah. but this would be like icing on the cake to make it to that second super bowl which would match him with Favre, because even if he doesn't win, they each would be in two Super Bowls. But again, you go back to two generational quarterbacks. Between the two of them, the Packers in since the Favre era have been to nine NFC championships. Yeah, nine. That's that's pretty good. Absolutely. But that but the bottom line is, how often do you actually make it? That extra step, that little bit extra, something always seems to happen. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. And I'll lay it out this way. If they make it to the Super Bowl, Dave, Super Bowl 55 will be 10 years and one day after Super Bowl 45. 10 years and one day. Okay. That is the last time that the Packers were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just for for that franchise is a long time. It is. Well, like I said, here's the thing. It is and it isn't because they won Super Bowl one and two. And then didn't go back until the 90s. Well, fair enough. So it's like, but 
historically, like their overall track record, it's kind of like the Yankees thing. It's like your track record looks good because in the world of the NFL, it's like, oh, you've won, you know, you've won four Super Bowls in franchise history. That's really good. That's up there amongst the best. But it's like it's been spread out. You won two in the 60s. Now you also won NFL championships leading into it, like Mm -hmm. prior to the Super Bowl era. But you won the first two Super Bowls off the top. Then you didn't come back until the mid-90s. Yeah. You went to two back-to-back Super Bowls. You won one, you lost one. And then not again until 2010. Well, 2010 was tw- was going on. You know, to, it was really 2011, but technically, whatever. You know what I'm saying. But 10 years in one day. So if they're able to get there, that's 10 years. And I was thinking about that when I looked at the cal- when I looked at the, the the facsimile ticket I have. I have I have a real copy of the ticket as well in my yeah. in my thing. But I go is it really been a decade since I watched this team play in a Super Bowl? Holy crap! Right? I was a younger man back then, uh, Turbo. I was a younger man back then. Yes, we all were. Yeah, but the point is, it's like, well, this... I'm not saying it's la- their last shot, but it's probably one of their last shots. Like, this is the fifth try in the, in this era with this quarterback. Fifth attempt at this thing. Yeah. Including, by the way, last year. So this is their second straight attempt this in, in the last two years. Matt LaFleur has been there two years and they've gotten to two NFC championships. Which is but very impressive for him. It is very impressive, but like the clock is ticking on this. It's not going to get easier as they go along because things will keep shifting in the NFC. Things will keep happening. This is as close to an ideal opportunity. It is a beatable team. I don't like the matchup necessarily. That's the reason why I bet against them. I don't like the matchup. Yeah, which you've, which you've mentioned obviously numerous times. Yeah, but the thing is, it is a beatable team. The, the, the facts bear out that it is they are beatable. And if they do it, it will be a signature win. And then in the Super Bowl, you'll either get an upstart Buffalo team or you'll get the defending Super Bowl champions. That's a marquee matchup either way. And I would yeah. look forward to watching that game either way. That would be an exciting game for me to watch. So it'd be like, okay. Because it's been a while since I've had a matchup that kind of, intri- that kind of intrigues me to that degree. Yeah. Because I watched the Super Bowl, but it's like it's sometimes it's tough to do. <laughs> so sometimes it's not as exciting. Yeah, it's true, right? It, it depends obviously on the year and the teams and, and the matchup and all that. But yeah. uh, and then there obviously was the year we boy, we both boycotted it for different reasons. But yeah, but that that game was bad anyway. So it's like it was a big loss. But last year's game wasn't that great either. Like it really oh, sure. it was it was back and forth. But you have to think like San Francisco crushed Green Bay that year. They crushed them. But this year they're not even in the playoffs. They weren't even yeah. relevant. So it's like, but Green Bay's back. So it's like, that's cool. But now you got this Tampa Bay team that wasn't relevant last year that is now like in this position. So it's like, so I almost feel like, could you just. Yeah, yeah it just goes to show you the very fine line, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, but I can't keep assuming that you're not supposed to get to the conference championship consistently. And it's been shocking that they've managed to do it this often, all things considered. But stuff happens. And this is probably Rogers' signature season after the earlier MVP seasons. Yeah, this is this is oh, top to bottom some of his best work. I would even say if, so. Even if it's not even if it's not fully at the peak of his powers, it's been an impressive display, top to bottom. So it'd be, it'd be a shame to waste it, especially when that clock is running out. Yeah, sure. So that that's the bottom line that I'm giving on that. I wanted to give that extra context because that's what I'm trying to say. Like for for Packer fans and folks that are watching that, it's like it's like guys, it's not we know. The end is the end is near, so it's like how much more, how many more tries do we, how many more kicks at this do we get? Well, exactly, right. So it's like, so you know, I'll be watching and I'll be crossing my fingers on that one, but we'll see, we'll see. There's a lot of things that are going to have to go right. Buffalo, Kansas City is intriguing because again, it depends on Mahomes' health. If he's not a right, um, now Buffalo could capitalize if Buffalo gets up early and Mahomes is not right then there will be people like diving through flaming tables in in Buffalo, which would be hilarious. Yes, that would be hilarious. It's like, we, it's like I kind of want this, Dave. I want this so bad. Like, you don't understand. I need this. We, we all, all need this. I mean, I mean, what we really needed was, uh, as we all know, was uh, a football team. But since we didn't get that, this is the next best thing. Well, the next best thing is Brady losing regardless. I don't care who else well, wins that. Actually, After that, I'll, it's I'll like, I don't care who wins. No, fair enough. Fair enough, right? The the sooner we can be rid of Brady, uh, obviously, this season, the better. And the sooner we can be rid of Brady, period, the better. Correct. So, really, that's what it comes down to. But I give I give what I'll put – what I'll say. 
is I'll give Buffalo a puncher's chance regardless. I'll give them a puncher's yeah. chance. I, I think I, I agree. I think that's fair. Yeah, which which is compelling. That means that means I like I'm intrigued. I I, I think that could be still very interesting. The fact they've got a puncher's chance, I think, is good because uh, it'll keep it interesting. It'll keep it engaged. The other thing I'm hoping, I'm really hoping for a good game in that AFC Championship game. That's the primetime slot one. I'm hoping for the good game. I'm hoping for two good games, honestly, but um, I'll settle for one blowout in my favor and another one being a good game. But I just, I would like to see that be an, a compelling matchup because Josh Allen could elevate himself into the next. Imagine at that point, they would build him a freaking statue in Buffalo if he gets to the Super Bowl this year. Absolutely. They will build this man a statue. It's like, how did you guys build it so fast? We were ready. Trust me, they're they're clamoring. Those people, they're like, we need this. We need this so badly. Which I like. Yeah, I've watched a lot of reaction videos from the from the folks in Buffalo. They're, they they trust me. They they were moved to tears that they even got to the AFC Championship. They were like, oh my god, we failed for so long. This uh, yeah, one and thing. I mean, you can't really you can't say that it was expected they were going to make it this far, no, even at no. the beginning of the year. I mean, obviously, you knew they had a better chance, being the fact that. You know, Brady was no one in New England, you know, all that jazz. But, you know, even with winning the division, they could have been out in the first playoff game. Now they've won two. I'm not convinced there's a lot of folks in that city that aren't like, what deal with the devil do I have to make for this? I just need this one thing. Just give me this one thing. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I'd be I, I would not be surprised at all. Yep. Yep. So there you go, folks of Buffalo. So just top to bottom, I think it's I think it'll be an interesting uh, matchup. I think it'll be a compelling fight. And all you have to do, Buffalo, if you really want it badly enough, if you want this, we would enjoy this. We would get a great entertainment out of it. But if you want it badly enough, you need to make a deal with this man. Not exactly the devil, but a representative. Always good when we can get him in the podcast, though. I I I, I needed the opportunity. We had to do it. You know, we had to get him in there. And if you're the, if you're only listening to this in audio, if Carl's actually ever posts it, uh, and you don't know what it means by now, like you should, I, I shouldn't have to explain this to you because you should know by that sound effect what that means. And if you don't, you need to go back a few episodes. Correct. Because otherwise, the only baseball content I have. So good news, the Juan Soto card market is scorching hot, Dave. Scorching hot. Nice. Dude, I've, I've actually sold some for like seven, six or seven times what I paid for them. That's amazing. Like, it's like, dude. Right now, right now, my right now, my homie Juan Soto, he's he's doing some work for me right now. I like it. He's I doing like some work it. for me. I even got rid of some of my Vladdy Jr. because I'm like, get it out, get it out. We'll see though. We'll see though. I will reserve judgment. I need to see this lineup because on paper it looks decent. Yeah. On paper it looks decent. We'll talk the baseball thing a little bit later. We gotta get. I, I feel like we gotta get to February. I'm not ready yet. Like we gotta, we gotta. Let's get past. Let's get past the game at the end of the season for the for the NFL. <laughs> Once we can get past that, then I'm 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 prepared. To begin talking the baseballs. Until then, I am not ready. It's it's not time. We're we're in football mode and a little that's bit fair. of sprinkling hockey. I think that's, that's where we are right now. That's fair. But we will arrive at that destination, and our and our friend of the sound effect will return soon. In accordance with the prophecy. Correct. All right. So I think that's it. I think uh, that sums it up fairly nicely. I am betting against the Green Bay Packers because I fear that our fate is now a fate complete. Thanks a lot, Drew Brees. I hope you run in hell. But with all that said, um, I'm hoping for a competitive matchup in the Buffalo-Kansas City game. I think that could be exciting. Um, and I'm hoping that um, uh, Tom Brady gets hit by a bus. That'd be cool. Yeah. Just just throwing it out there. That'd be all right. Remember, he um, never said he wanted him to actually, you know, die. Just get hit by a bus. I'll accept whatever happens. Uh, if is the, As the great philosopher king, Ivan Drago once said, if he dies, he dies. You know, I, I just want to point out that we do not condone violence of any. I did not condone it. I just simply quoted a great man from fictional history. A great man from fictional history. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like I said, the philosopher king Von Drago. There you go. Heed his wise words. Heed them. How you would heed them, I don't know. But you heed them. You heed them. You hear me? Do it. I'm heeding. Indeed. All right. So that's it for me. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think we're good. Unless you wanted to mention anything about uh, UFC 257. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, the only thing I would throw in there that's going to be interesting is um, I will probably catch a lot of the I will catch the highlights. I'd be curious to see if McGregor looks because McGregor's interesting because he's made enough money now where like it's hard to tell if like, well, do you want to fight or do you just want some extra cash? 
Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, well, technically, he'll make money from this. This That's not an issue. He's still a name. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see if he's motivated to fight. Because there is always, I can guarantee you, in the back of their minds, they're like, okay, if he has, if he wins and he has a good performance um, at USC 257, uh, which will occur in Abu Dhabi at yeah. Fight Island! You have to back away to. Well, to you don't want to blow out anybody's ears. Like, let's be fair. Yeah, you gotta. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna peak the volume. That would be that would be terrible. Uh, but anyway, so in that location that has already been named, but uh, if he has a good performance and he wins the fight, he can keep trying to pitch for the Habib fight. Why on earth he would want to get beat up by Habib like a second or third time? I, don't, I know they was it twice already. Like, I feel like it. I know they had the one and Habib beat him up. I'm one, I'm trying to remember if they had a second. But either way, it wasn't competitive. Either way, the first fight wasn't competitive. So it's not like I like outside of money. I don't see who would be clamoring for this fight. Yeah. And Habib technically is retired, so you'd have to offer him more money than God. So it's like, which I'm sure they could do, but it'd be it'd be an odd choice other than the financial, the obvious financial payoff. So it's like, yeah. okay, whatever works, I guess. Sure. So yeah, that's the big implication. The rest of the card is going to be kind of people shuffling around for the various divisions, trying to position themselves. Um, it feels like a little bit of a weak card, relatively speaking. Although, you know, the fighters will work hard. I'm never worried about the fighters cheating the audience paying for it because they do work hard. But it's one of those things where, like, I wasn't too compelled. I didn't see anything else. And McGregor himself isn't a draw for me if I don't really know what McGregor is going to be. If I don't know if he's fully into it, like, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, I'll throw I'll throw 60 bucks at this. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm... I'll I'll take a wait and see, or I'll wait for a stronger card to buy into. So there is uh, some UFC 257 thoughts. I cool. like it, Carlos. I like it. Cool. So that'll be it for us. This is episode 81 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whenever I feel like uploading audio. I will try to upload this. If it ever happens. I will try. I'll try. The video, though, goes up. For God's sake. You watch the, watch the freaking video. Go to the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast YouTube channel. It goes there. It's there. The last couple have all been there. It's true. The lazy bastards? God damn it. Jeez. Also, hashtag sponsor us. Anyway, so that's Indeed. it for me and Dave. Let us all pray for the downfall of Tom Brady. And with that, we have concluded another episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense mm -hmm. Podcast.